guys, this is Alicia. And Katie. And this is our update episode. So I guess it's what, 24 and a half? The other This half? will be 25. 25? I just said 24 and a half for the other one. Like a halfway in between 24 and 25. Because it didn't really count as an episode. I mean, that is true. Because <laughs> I screwed up. <laughs> It was, but, it was a good it was a good little episode though. Yeah, it hopefully held you guys over until I fixed my screw up. Which we and now, what? I said which we will take care of today. Yes. <laughs> do you want to go first or second? Well, do you want to go back and forth? Or do you want to just go you straight through and me straight through? Yeah, we can go back and forth. Okay. I don't remember who went first on each episode, but... That's right. Um, unfortunately, since the first few that I did were all older, there's really not much of an update on them, but kind of just a recap. So, um, okay. for my episode one, I did Las Marias, Las Poquianchis. So, that was the one where it was the... I think it was four Marias, the sisters. Delfina yeah. had died in jail. Maria had ran off. Um believed to have run up with like I don't know if it was another like an inmate or if it was just like some guy she met while she was in jail but was that the brothel one mm-hmm okay and then apartment died of cancer while she was in jail and then Maria Luisa had gone insane in 1984 so chances are that they're all deceased at this point otherwise they'd all be past 100 years old and oh the way yeah they lived their lifestyle early on i don't foresee that their health was in the best shape <laughs> for them to live that long and if so we need what a little bit of what they had a little bit so we can also yeah live. not to the extent so, that they had it <laughs> yeah no not at all that was my first episode okay um mine was aileen warnos um she was the one that did a whole bunch of hitchhiking and mm-hmm. she killed all the men and abused them and sodomy and all that um So I said this in the episode, but she died in 2002 on October 9th, and her last meal was a cup of coffee. Um, And I don't think I said this in the episode, but her ashes were spread under a tree in Michigan um, by a longtime friend, Natalie Merchant, who is also a singer, I guess, because while they were spreading her ashes, they played the song Carnival from her album Tiger Lily. Oh, Bark. <laughs> um, I found that really weird. <laughs> <laughs> excuse me. Um, I Jesse and I have been watching Catching Killers. I think is what it's called on Netflix, and we've covered a couple of the people that have been on there actually. And one of them was really? Eileen. And so it was really. I enjoy listening to other podcasts, um, podcasters, and watching videos or you know whatever of like people that we have covered so it was nice to see the kind of information that they had and i had a bunch of stuff written down somewhere but i can't find my sticky note on it um <laughs> it was really cool to see like as you were as she was um going through the episode versus the stuff that you kind of covered on it i was like oh mm-hmm. i knew that i knew that i knew that <laughs> and jesse's like oh my god <laughs> like shut up smarty pants um i mean there was a couple things here here and there that you didn't mention but i would assume it's just because I don't think either one of us really goes into like deep police records and stuff like that. I don't think that we've really covered anything that, you know, that we would need to yet. Um, but yeah, it was a really good episode. If you guys haven't 
watched um, Catching Killers on Netflix, I would definitely catch up on that because they cover some pretty good ones. I think I need to just get Netflix now that we've been doing this for ever. And everybody keeps telling me, watch this, watch that. And everything is on Netflix and I don't have Netflix. Yep. I I need to. (laughs) (laughs) It's on my list. It's on my list to get done. (laughs) Um, Okay. My second one was Magdalena Solis. She was a high priestess of blood, the great blood sorceress. Um, I don't know if you remember her story at all. She was with her brother, I think, or maybe it was her cousin. Um, and they also kind of had a little bit of a brothel, but it was more of a, a cult type of thing because people weren't allowed to leave. Um, was that the one in the caves? Yeah. Okay. Yeah. Where that one little that boy one. had kind of stumbled upon it thinking it was just like a party. And then he ran back into town and, um, told the cops and they didn't believe him, but they yeah, and then they home. all died. Mm-hmm. Yeah. Yeah. So she was originally sentenced to like 50 years in prison in 1963 so I was kind of doing some number crunching on that. If that is true and um, what all the websites say of when she was born, she was about 16 when all of this got started because she only did those crimes for like two or three years. So that's even more fouled up than, it, God. You know, than before. But um, So if she was still alive, she'd be about 75. Um Obviously, it's not like they're resentencing her or anything, but I couldn't find anything on if she had actually died or not, just that she did get sentenced to 50 years in prison. Ugh. Yeah. So she could potentially be out somewhere. Mm-hmm. Well, that's creepy. I feel like at that point, like when you get um, sentenced and actually sent to a facility, um, even if you were to be discharged, I don't know that you would really go back to a life of crime. I mean, maybe, but gosh, at 75, like the world is a completely different place now than when she first went in. Like, But where would she go? It's not like she yeah. had, you know, grandkids or anything that yeah, I have no could idea. look after her. That's nuts. Yeah, um, slightly uncomfortable. So my number two was Robert Leroy Anderson. He was the one... That murdered the wife out in the country and the two kids were in the trailer when it happened. Mm-hmm. Um, so he was sentenced to death April 9th of 1999, but he died of suicide by hanging from a bed sheet in his cell in 2003 in March. So oh, he's no longer with us. <laughs> <laughs> I don't think anything pisses me off more than somebody being sentenced to life in prison or something like that and then they take the easy way out and just off themselves like you right. don't even pay for your crime like at all like you after all this you saying that you think you're this badass and then you kill yourself like oh jeez they didn't do their time that's for sure <laughs> yeah, not at all um my number three was the monsters of Equitapec, and that was juan carlos hernandez and patricia martinez those were the two that were pushing that stroller with the body parts. Oh, it. yeah. That Remember was that creepy. One? Yeah. Mm-hmm. Um, they were both arrested in 2018. Um, and, I mean, they went to jail right away. But they will be for life um, due to the total of all of the charges. Um, I think they were tried, like, individually for every 
full body that they were able to put together and identify. If that yeah, because they found a bunch of like pieces, right? Not yeah, a full body. Yeah. And which, some... if you had pieces, obviously, like how they they didn't just like pop out. You aren't walking down the street and your femur pops out. Like yeah, exactly. And I think because it was so, like they took their time and were dedicated to like one body at a time, made it that much more of a messed up crime. So I think that's why they were charged like that, but they'll never see the light of day again. They shouldn't. I agree. Good God. (laughs) Uh, My number three was Elizabeth Catherine Carcerino, and she was the caretaker that put the old lady in cement in the basement. Oh, yes. Uh, The cement ones, yep. Yep. So... As of right now, she is still being held. She's waiting trial, um, and she's never going to get out because her bond is $1,625,000. Holy cow. So that was as of August of last year, but there hasn't been any updates. I don't think they're really doing anything about those yet. Well, I wonder how they come up with that type of a bond, like... I mean, what if she did have that money? Because you only have to do 10% of that. Or is that the 10%? No, that was the full bond amount. Oh, snap. That's crazy. So, I don't know. It didn't say that she got out on bond. It said that she was still awaiting trial and being held. So, Mm. it might be, you know, you have to put up the full amount for certain crimes or something. Yeah. But I'm not sure on that one. Hmm. Yeah, but those always really get me. I don't know why. Um, Well, it's because, like, their victims are helpless. Like, that was an old lady that she was supposed to be taking care of, and she lost. I wonder if it's, I mean, I'm assuming she had some type of certification that she could be a caretaker like that. Like, home health aides have to have their CNA and med aid, you know, because usually you have to help with pills and stuff. I don't know about that. I know that the family hired her as an individual. They didn't go through a company or anything that I saw. Oh. So Hmm. I don't know if they found her, like, in the community or she had a post or something. Yeah, that'd be... Hmm. I don't know. Like a friend of a friend type of a thing? Yeah, probably. I have no idea otherwise. Yeah. Um, My episode four was Fernando Hernandez Leva. Um, he was the one, I'm trying to think of what he, what it was that he did. Because he's in La Palma prison in Arizona. His tentative release date is 2049. He's still alive. I, I was able to look him up in the, um, like their website because they have like a certain section for people that are sentenced to life. And then you can look them up tentative release dates. Um, he could be out sooner because they said that he's had really good behavior while he's been in. Uh, no. Yeah. I and think I was like, not, you trick ass bitch. Stay yeah. in there. <laughs> you did a lot of mess up things and you can still have a good time. Uh, that seems like just really pissed me off. If you murdered somebody or like poisoned somebody, you do not have the option to get out early. Or right? you shouldn't have the option to get out early. I agree. I agree 100%. If you were to just, like, stole some money or, like, weed, you should be able to get out early, I feel like. You yeah, work towards your behavior, but... Usually. Usually. Yeah. 
<laughs> Sorry, I'm really adamant now that I want to see. You're good. I'll do my number four. Um, that was the Claypool Hotel Murders. That was Mayoma Writings. She was yeah. the one in the dresser drawer. Yeah. Um, so Victor Lively. Um, there's no info as to where he is right now that I could find. Um, but he was about 25 years old when he committed the crime, which means that he would be 93 if he was alive today. Holy cow. So I don't think he's alive today. But you never know. That's, I mean, that's pretty old. And considering how they lived back then. Heck in yeah, his lifestyle. Especially, especially being in jail. Yeah. I mean, it's so like I, they're being fed all of their nutritional value foods there. <laughs> <laughs> right. I mean, at this point, some of these people shouldn't be anyways. But whatever. <laughs> Humanity rights. I guess. <laughs> to some degree. Yeah. Um, my number five was Narcos Antanicos. That was Adolfo Constanza, El Padrino, um, and Sara Maria Aldrete Villarreal. This was the one where they had kidnapped that American at the Texas border. Oh, yeah. Like they were on their I way home from is. a party. Um, so Adolfo died by his assisted suicide with, like, he kind of tricked the cops into that shootout and then he died. Oh, yeah. Um, and Sara was sentenced to 40 to 60 years. But when she gets released, if she survives that long, um, she will, the U.S. is going to be arresting her and they're going to try her here. Oh. Yeah. So that, I don't remember if I said that in the, in my episode, but that was a nice little update. Because usually they, I mean, it takes a lot of work to be able to try and do that. Yeah. I don't remember you saying that one. Mm-mm. Uh, my number five was the Boston Strangler. Um, Mr. DeSalvo died while he was in maximum security at Walpole State Prison uh, because he was stabbed in the infirmary. Oh, so damn. they took care of him. So he was already not feeling good that he was in the infirmary. And the <laughs> yeah, <laughs> they just came in and sucks the bug. Don't do the crime if you don't want to get stabbed. <laughs> um, my number six was El Mochorecas, the ear chopper. Mm. That was mm-hmm. Daniel Arismendi Lopez. Um, he was sentenced to life in prison in 2011, and he is still in prison. Uh, mine was the Connecticut home invasion. Uh, and the first one was Joshua. I'm going to butcher this. Thomas Sarjewski, uh, he is still in prison on six life sentences, but has made six appeals, all of which have been denied. Oh my gosh. Why are they even <laughs> letting him do appeal? That's ridiculous. One of them went up all the way to the top and they were just like, uh, no, I don't think so. And just completely swatted him down. The other one was Stephen Hayes. Um, he is 56 years old, and he is at Green State Prison, also serving the six life sentences. But this is the one that was trying to transition to be female. Oh, yes. I remember that. So I did find out a little bit more information about that. He was, um, what's the word, diagnosed with gender dysphoria when he was like 16. So he's had it for a long time. And so what is gender dysphoria? Um, where you 
it's like where you don't feel right in the body that you're given. Okay. Okay. So you may be a male, but you feel like you're a female. So you feel like you're stuck in the wrong body. Gotcha. Um, so since he was trying to transition, I wanted to find out about that. The state does not pay for gender affirmation surgeries, but it will spend up to $600 a month on medication per inmate with this diagnosis. Um, so he is currently going through, or I guess she is currently going through hormone therapy. Um, but that allows, I'll say them to go through pretty much to the point right before you need to have the surgery. So if for whatever reason he were to ever get out, he could do that. But the inmates don't take kindly to the fact that he gets to go and do all of these medications and therapies and all of this stuff so he still goes by studying right i mean yes i okay and this is a very fine line because if you were not a convicted felon and in jail i would feel very different about it i mean i'm not sure that i would really say that the state should have to pay for that anyways but when you're in jail like you're in jail because in prison because you did something really messed up so, no, I don't want my tax money going to your gender transition. No, that's not okay. I agree with that. <clears throat> money that could be used, you know, to end the backlog or fix roads or go so to many the schools or whatever should not be going to this. And it's about $6,000 a year per inmate. Yeah, that's and a lot of freaking money. There's just under 300 inmates that I found. That are doing the same thing. Where at? Is that in the entire U.S.? Yeah. Okay. Totally. I mean, that's still a lot of money. Holy cow. Yeah, $600 a month. I mean, that's $600 a month at 300 people. I'm not good at math, but I know it's a lot. Mm-hmm. Oh, so. Yeah, that's kind of frustrating to think about, actually. Again, very fine line. We don't want to piss anyone off or, like, we are not heartless people. But no. <laughs> if, you have, if you have committed a crime like that and you go to jail, you should not have those types of um, luxuries. Privileges. Yeah, that's ridiculous. There's people out here that truly are trapped in, you know, the wrong body and don't have the means to do it. So the fact that you guys committed a crime and are in jail for it and are able to do that is like mind blowing yeah. that that's even a thing. And this might have played into his mental health into the situation. Mm -hmm. But given that, they they probably should have taken care of it before it got to this point. Mm -hmm. And I don't know if they had the means to do it or not, but it could have played into the mental health of it too. And mental health is a serious situation. Yeah. That being said, I still feel strongly that we shouldn't be paying for it. Yep. I agree. So I definitely agree. Um, okay. Well, let's see. My number <laughs> seven was the Mexican butcher, Andres Filomeno Mendoza Celis. Um, his trials are still ongoing, but um, he's facing more than four uh, life sentences, I believe. Okay. Uh, my number seven was the cemetery murders. That was Sheldon Francis. Um, he was the one that the elderly couple was going to visit their son 
-hmm. the cemetery and he shot them. Um, he was the one that ran off into the woods and died by suicide at the cemetery um, while the cops were there. And there was a little bit of a shootout, but I think he ended up shooting himself. I don't think the cops shot him. It's always crazy but, when, like, their last resort right before they get arrested is, I'll just have the cops kill me. Yeah, what is that called? About to get caught. Death by... Assisted suicide is the one that that's I had what they earlier. Called it? Oh, that's okay. the one that I had. That's what they kept referring to it as. Hmm. Okay, I wouldn't. I mean, I think of assisted suicide as like if you have a medical issue and then mm -hmm. you, you know, overdose on morphine or whatever it is. Yeah, I mean, that's usually hospital. what comes to my mind as well. But that, I mean, I think I've covered two that they've done that because i think that border patrol agent that i had covered a couple weeks ago also did something like that or tried to but he held up his phone i think it was like to make them think it was like a weapon or something but then they knew it was oh. and didn't off him and i want to say that's what they called it as well but i don't remember hmm. i'm sure Maybe. later on i'll remember and i'll be like oh i knew i was wrong <laughs> <laughs> okay um Let's see, my next one was El Feo. That was Alfredo Rios Galellena, and he died in 2019 of sepsis. Sepsis is like where your body just puts out a whole bunch of yucky stuff. And yeah. Kills you, and right? Yeah, basically your immune system fails you. Okay, that's what I thought. Yeah. Was and he, he was in jail the one when that, that happened? Uh, I think, well, I don't know. I don't think so because he was the one that had escaped jail like four or five times. Oh, that's right. And that he had done a bunch of bank robberies and was accused of theft and all that. So I, because he was also in the same jail as El Chapo at one point. I do uh, remember that, yeah. Yes, he was in jail in Oaxaca. Okay. I gotcha. Uh, my next one was the Xerox murders, which I'm going to butcher this name too. I don't know why I do this to myself. Uh, Byron Koji Yuyasuji. Please don't murder me on this because <laughs> I am trying my best. I'm sorry. He is now in his 60s and he's still serving out his uh, life sentence behind bars at Seguro Correctional Center in Arizona. Uh, he did appeal to the Supreme Court at one point, but he was not successful, so he's still there. Good. Stay there, homie. <laughs> um, my ninth episode, I didn't really cover people. It was the ride of New Mexico State Pen. Oh, yeah. Because um, they, they sometimes film movies like The Longest Yard was filmed there. And they still do that, but I did see some, like, I just simple Googled it. And there were some people that said that they, people have tried to film movies like nighttime scenes and that people hear voices and feel spirits and whatever that they think Ooh. is haunted. And I was like, well, I mean, that wouldn't surprise me. There was a freaking riot there where tons of people died. Right. Like, what what do you think is going to happen? But yeah, it's really shocking that no one has said anything about it during the daytime. So... I mean, there must have been some bad voodoo about it at nighttime when it was still up and running that now that's the only time bad things happen. Well, ghosts are supposedly more active at night too, right? Mm -hmm. That's what yeah. I've always heard. Like all the ghost tours I've gone on are at night. 
yeah they don't tend to come out in the day why i don't know maybe their internal yeah. clocks got screwed up when they passed <laughs> over but <laughs> their their regular days probably switched so their days are nights and nights are days yeah that probably happened <laughs> my number nine was btk dennis raider and he is currently serving out his 175-year sentence at El Dorado Correctional Facility. That Captain Killers show on Netflix, all, the very first episode was about him. Yeah. And the whole time I was like on the edge of the chair, like so pissed off at every little freaking detail. And then the fact that his kids, or kid, his daughter, I don't remember if it was one yeah, or his daughter, two, um, that she still writes him and visits him, like, what yeah, the hell is wrong with you? Him. Like, that just makes my blood boil. And I remember like, talking to my father-in-law. Yeah, when we were leaving, um, I think we were already packing up and leaving the Webster house. Um, John had come over and we were talking about that. And granted, he used to be a cop, so he knows a lot more of that terminology. And I was just, I don't know. I'm, I don't want to say infatuated, but I like knowing those smaller details of... I don't know, like, why certain bondage was what got his go type of thing. Like, I don't know, like more of the psychology part of it. It's weird. Yeah. But, um, so as John's talking to me about this, I'm just like, oh, like, <laughs> like how, how could someone like, there's just so much to his story. And so the more details that emerge every time, like, you know, is documentary that comes out or whatever. And his daughter listens to all this stuff and still goes to see him. And he's admitted yeah, to doing all of this. I cannot imagine that. Like, th that kind of makes her a fucked up person, too. I mean, at least she's not doing the same kind of stuff that he was. No, but in a way, she's but... supporting him by going to see him and still being a devoted daughter. Yeah, I could see that. I mean, how the I hell don't... would she feel if this happened to one of her kids? Probably not great. Yeah. Uh, yeah, I don't know what to say. I don't know what I would do if I was in that situation. It would probably take me a really, really long time to even go and see him. If I would go see him. <clears throat> I would never. No? No. I mean, if I did, it would be to be like, fuck you type of thing. Like, yeah, that's not okay. And I like to think I'm a forgiving person. Maybe back in the day I wasn't, but I've also never <laughs> been in a situation like this. But I tell you one thing. If someone in my family hurts somebody like that, kills somebody like that, no. There's no forgiving. Yeah. Well, I don't know I'm if sure I would that, forgive them. Like, going to see them is such a, like, I don't know. I feel like you're supporting them in a way and... No, like they don't need anybody in their corner at that point, especially because he stopped or I shouldn't really say stop because who knows if he actually did. But he definitely went under the radar for a while and then came back and continued to do those things. Yeah, so he knew that's... what the hell he was doing. That's true. Ugh. Number 10. Um. Oh, that was the La Casa de Tia Aura. That was that. Uh, Haunted house where yeah, it had my... like dolls kind of sitting up everywhere. Yes, and they followed you. Uh huh, and their eyes moved supposedly. <laughs> you know, I didn't, I tried to just kind of look up more new stuff on that because obviously it wasn't like a particular person I covered for it. 
But it's just really touristy now. So no one really thinks that there's any, like, they, it just looks so uh, staged anymore. Yeah. That no one really thinks anything. I mean, if you look it up, literally all that comes up is, like, Yelp reviews and, um, like, it's one of the high touristy, like, travel spots because people just want to walk through it. Yeah. If they feel anything, but everything is so propped up that it doesn't even, like, you, you just don't even get any any goosebumps from walking in it anymore, apparently. Yeah. Uh, my number 10 was the Marshall House, and that was the ghost stories, too. That was the two, three-story one with... Oh, um, yes. With the Civil War people that were mm-hmm. performing all the amputations and everything, so I didn't have any updates on that one. That's still the same. Was that the, was that the one with the slaves? No. That one's that coming up. Later on. Yeah. This was the one where all the war victims would come Uh, in. So they had like an arm blown off or a leg blown off and then they had to amputate. So then the house reeked. Yeah, the house stunk. And then they also saw lots of soldiers like walking around at night and stuff. Yeah. Because that's where a lot of them died. Yeah, that that one was sad. Um, my number 11 was La Pascualita. That was that bride, um, window mannequin. Oh yeah. That everybody thought was real. real. Mm -hmm. There was really no update on that. People are still really freaked out by her. You'd think that as an owner of that boutique that, I mean, yeah, it's bringing in a lot of publicity, but at the same time, like it kind of gives your store a bad vibe because people think, you know, that black magic type of thing is. Yeah. But it was her mom, right? Yeah. Her mom was a store owner. Yeah. I feel That'd like if people thought that that was really my daughter, I would probably just shut down and move somewhere else. Yeah. I because mean, they would think that I was a creep. But then again, at the same time, like if people think she's real, like people come in, is she real? Like just go touch her. She's not real. Right. I just miss my daughter and she never got to wear her dress. So. But it was a wax figure, right? Yeah. So if everybody was touching her, it would probably like, mess it up yeah but they also set the because m- my first thought was if she's made of wax and she's sitting in the window where the sun is like she's melting. melting but she had like the room temperature in that one little area like specifically set to something during the day and at night so that way she would stay in mint condition but that still doesn't help the sun beating down on the mannequin yeah but i i'm not a perfectionist and i'm well, some things I am, but um, I'm not a <laughs> professional at those type of things, so I guess I can't comment too much, but that whole situation mm. is just really odd to me. It is really weird. My number 11 was a bunch of ghost stories, so there's not any update on that. I love ghost stories. We should do some more of those. <laughs> okay. Uh, my number 12 was La Planchada. That was the ironed lady. Um, that was that nurse, Elualia. That supposedly died after being or from a broken heart when that doctor betrayed her. Oh yeah, I remember that one now. I mean, there's no update on that, but that hospital, that area of town, still is said to be like okay. that. You can hear her, and I mean, she doesn't really do anything to anyone, or no one gets a bad feeling, but people can just tell. Like you get that heavy heart feeling all yeah. of a sudden, and that's because her presence is there. Yeah, so, still kind of sad. But I'm also not really into 
I love you, crap. <laughs> I'm like, eh, whatever. Take your sob stories <laughs> and go. yeah, I'm like, eh, that's not that's not haunted enough for me. <laughs> <laughs> my number 12 was the wolf family murders uh which was henry layer that was the one with um the family out in the barn on the farm where they found a bunch of them in the barn and then they found a bunch oh. of them in the house yes some of them he shot who it was yeah yeah some of them he axed to death uh, he died in prison on March 21st, 1925 at 41 years old. Damn, that's young. Yeah. Well, he was only in like his early 30s when he killed them. So he wasn't in prison very long. It didn't say how he died, just that he yeah. died at 41. Hmm. That's interesting. I'm sure that it was probably hard to keep a good log of those types of things in the 1940s. Yeah. It was so long ago. They just... Yeah. You find what you can find. Um, my next one was just uh, the um, I covered in El Paso, Texas, the Boot Hill Cemetery that was massive and had oh yeah, Catholics and chunk, yeah, like all those different chunks. I remember so that really one. Update there at all. My number thirteen was the one that you were talking about, Madame Lawlery. Mm -hmm. um, she died in France on December seventh, eighteen forty nine. The mansion in the French Quarter in New Orleans is marked as a landmark now, but it's still unknown where her grave actually is. And she was the one that did all the slave deaths and then eventually got run out of town, which is why she died in France. Oh, well, snap. Yeah, so she never actually paid for her crimes. She just ran away to France. Yeah. What a chump. <laughs> So kind of, I mean, I don't know. France is going to be the place that you run away to. Well, her family was from there. Oh, so that's well, why she went to France. So she went to go live well, with them. And her daughter was the one that said, Hey, you need to get out of here. They're coming for you. Yeah. Well, she did some fucked up stuff. So, so it's crazy that she got away though. Right. I mean, it wasn't, it was a very long time ago, but she should have paid for some of that. But I don't think she got caught because she had so much money and she was always like one step ahead of the game. Yeah, that's ridiculous. Um, let's see. I think the one after that. 14. We had done. Yes. Well, because we did Halloween kind of around the world. And then we did our rap session. And then I did the Mexican Beauty Queen. Um, that was Laura wow. Romero. Wait, 15 was the rap session. Yeah. So, so 14. I, think that, I don't think that. Well, 14 was who I covered for. Let me go back to my tab. Because 14, I did the Candyman. Let me go back here. I'll do mine while you find yours. Um the Candyman was Ronald Clark O'Brien, and he was the one that killed his son uh, with the giant pixie sticks. Mm -hmm. um, and then he also poisoned his daughter, couple friends, and the church kid. There's four of them total. He is buried in Forest Park a Cemetery in Webster, Texas. 
He died March 31st, 1984, 39 years old by lethal injection. So he died in prison. So he was one of the few that we have covered that actually died by lethal injection. Yes. That's pretty neat. In a fucked up way. (laughs) Right. Um, Let's see. For that episode, I just kind of did little mini bits of Halloween around the world. So there's not really any update on that. I gotcha. And then 15 was our wrap session. Mm -hmm. So then 16. Let me see. So I have that I covered. Mm, That can't be right. The Mexican Beauty Queen is the one that I covered for that next one. And there was really no update on that. Remember during the episode that I cut when I covered it, like her mom was saying that her daughter was being um, set up for it and that she really didn't do anything but that I couldn't yeah. find anything on either side because right. you know, publicity and all her social media accounts were saying that she was just competing. And then all of a sudden this massive arrest and ring went down for sex trafficking and kidnapping of little or younger girls, but there was never any proof and there yeah. was no evidence that, you know, that they were, had been trailing her and this group of people and like there's, there was no update and there still isn't any update. Like there are no new articles at all since I covered it. Huh. So that was really weird. My number 16 was Anthony Lord. Uh, he did multiple murders, set a barn on fire and did the police chase. Mm-hmm. Um, he is currently serving out his life sentence at Maine State Prison in Warren, Maine. So he is still alive. Damn. And when a couple he, of mine are still alive. Oh, uh, that's a good question. I don't know. Like, chances are he will actually die in jail. Yeah, I think so. It wasn't that long ago, if I remember correctly. Do, do, do. Go ahead. I'm going to look and see if I can find it. Mine that I covered that week for episode, was that 15 then? 16? 16, yeah. Juan Corona. And he died in 2019 of natural causes. um, But he had a heart issue that they found out about really early on. And he wasn't getting help for it when he was in jail. So it caught up with him and it killed him. Okay, so this one, it was Jesse Mackin that was in prison. Anthony Lord was the one that died. Um, But that was in 2019. Oh, okay. So not too long ago. No. Well, good. He's in his prime jail time. (laughs) (laughs) Yeah. He He has plenty of time left to go. So my number 17 was Dayton Leroy Rogers. Um, this was one that had a lengthy criminal record, and he dumped all the vic- blah, 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 all the victims in Malala Forest, um, mm-hmm. and that's why he was called the Malala Forest Murderer. Yeah. He has actually been sentenced to death twice on June 9th, 1989 and March 8th, 2006. Um, because he didn't appeal on one of them, but he is still sentenced to death and he's sitting on death row right now. He hasn't actually been murdered yet or murdered, killed yet. Damn. 
So he's still awaiting his big day. Well, as long as he's safe in jail in the meantime. Right. Um, my next one that I covered was the Railroad, railroad Killer, Angel Maturino Resendiz. And he was the one that supposedly came through Nebraska because he started out, I think, in Texas and made his way up to Canada. I think he even went into Canada. Mm-hmm. Um, and he he actually died to lethal injection in 2006 in Texas. Okay. Uh, episode 18, I didn't do one. You did one. Uh, let me see. So that was probably the one for the skewed Border Patrol agent, Juan David Ortiz. Um, and since that one was pretty recent as well, um, jury selection is finally set for him uh, March 28th. Um, so the trial will actually start April or May of this year. And so I was reading other articles that were kind of similar to this. And I wonder if there is a certain protocol as to how they select jury. Because anytime mm-hmm. that you look at any type of jury in court, it's usually females outnumbering the men, which I'm really surprised by because a lot of men say that females let their emotions get the best of them. So then why would they have more women in court, you know, for jury? I know that when they do a jury polling, um, mm-hmm. they bring in more people than are actually going to be on the jury. And then they have to go through a series of questions and interviews. Um, So if you say like, no, I believe that all these people deserve to be in jail or I believe this or that or whatever, then you're instantly thrown out. But if you're able to just being selected. Yeah, they do interviews and stuff and you have to pass the interviews to get into that. Basically, you have to be able to give an unbiased yeah, view which of makes it. sense. For this one, so, I think it'll be tough because he was very well well respected as a, because he was in the service for a little bit, but then he got discharged because he was having some mental breakdowns here and there. Mm-hmm. Um, and then obviously he was dealing with um, sex workers when, I don't want to say dealing with, he was involved with sex workers when he was on the job being a Border Patrol agent. So I think that'll be really interesting how his trial continues but, yeah you'll have um, to keep us updated on that one he is facing capital he's facing capital murder and aggravated assault for each of the victims that he had uh, how many were there uh, i want to say he had like five or six but one okay. of them got away and that's how all of this is going down so one of them is like attempted mm-hmm. gotcha yeah, she remember because he had like ripped off her shirt when she was trying to get away and she took off and happened to see a cop at the gas station. And she was literally just in her bra. Yeah, I remember that now. Yep. Gotcha. Okay. My number 19 uh, was Sydney Loof. So Boswell is serving her first-degree murder charges out. And Trail is still on death row. So he hasn't been assigned a date yet. And if it goes like... Most of the other ones in Nebraska, he'll be there for another 10 years at least. <laughs> Unfortunately, that is very true. Yeah. Um, did you cover one for 19? I don't think so. No, no. And then number 20, I did Krampus. 
and all of the things that he did. And then 21 was back to you. Um, <laughs> let me see here. I want to say I skipped one somewhere and I don't know where. But the next one that I have written down is Leonard Lake and Charles Ng. <laughs> Ng. <laughs> it feels like I didn't finish talking. <laughs> oh, jeez. Um, let's see. Leonard committed suicide by that cyanide pill that he had, like, sewn into the bed of his, like, the seam of his jacket. Mm-hmm. And Charles is still sitting on death row in San Quentin State Pen in California. Okay. Yeah, sorry. It looks like no executions have happened there since 2006, so chances are he probably won't. He'll probably just sit there. Yeah. For the rest of his sentence or life, I guess. Yeah, pretty much. So <laughs> my next one, my next one is episode 22, and that was the Sleepwalk Killer, which was Scott Fallader. He was the one that killed his wife, and then. Supposedly, he woke up when he was standing at the top of the stairs, and oh, the police yeah. were there saying, "Put your hands up! Put your hands up! Don't move!" Um, he is currently serving out his life sentence in prison. I couldn't find which one, uh, but he is still alive. I don't know what you're saying. Number twenty-three was you. What did I do for number twenty-three? <laughs> I don't know. Mm. <laughs> I want to say that was. <laughs> I want to say that was the one that I covered how, that was Leonard Lake and Charles Ng. Yes, it was. Yeah. There was two weeks there that I didn't cover anything. So I think my numbers are off. But... Did you do Juan Corona? Uh... Did you talk about that one? Yeah. I don't see. remember you saying that one. Uh, well, what, while you're doing that one, my last one for episode 24 um, was Garrett Robert Ely. Um, he was the one that killed his uh, dad and uncle and then locked his grandparents in the bathroom while everything happened. Oh, yeah, where he and, paced back and forth. Yeah, paced back and forth, and then he was on the phone with the cops. And then he did the weird thing where they said, go out the front door and he went out the garage door even though his uncle's body was right there. So his trial date hasn't been set yet. He is still awaiting his trial. That one's crazy. And that one was, is that the one that your friend knew someone that was related to him? Yeah. Oh, yes. Your Zoom was stuck like this. Oh. <laughs> Before I could take a picture of it. It went away. Well, good. I'm glad Dang that it. um that you weren't able to get a picture of that. Shout. <laughs> that would have been so good. Oh, that's funny. That was too slow. Okay, so Juan Corona, he was the one that <clears throat> Okay, so I had to kind of refresh my memory on this one because I kinda of remember it, but not really. So he had <laughs> natural causes, um California Saint Penn. But he was having heart issues, and so that's what they kind of attributed it to. Yeah. Um, but he was the one that had a lot of those little awkward 
struggles. I don't know. Like he had that massive fear of water. He had extreme anger issues. Um, oh, I do remember that one now. Yeah. Or he had an extremely violent temper and yeah. he had issues with gay men. Um, I don't know if that kind of rings a bell at all, but a little he bit. Quite, he had quite a few victims, um, but he was the one that drove around out in the country and kind of buried bodies here and there. And it was, I don't want to say it was a vineyard, but um, it was an orchard, I think is what it was. Oh, the orchard. Yeah. Okay. Yeah. I remember that one. Yeah. yeah. And so most of his victims were like migrant workers. And it just so happened that those migrant workers were either family men or they were gay men. Right. Um, so he, I don't know, super cold of him either which way, but um, so he was sentenced to 25 life sentences without the possibility of parole, but then he died while he was in prison. Okay. So I think that was the last one that I had. Yeah, that's it. That was all of them. Awesome. Whoop, whoop. Well, guys, in a couple of weeks, one yeah. or both of us will cover something and, um, Hopefully, there's no snow, so I won't be crabby. <laughs> it's pouring here today. I'd so much rather have the rain. I will take a sunny day, and you too. No rain, no snow. Yep. <laughs> and we are both using new mics now, so let us know if you guys notice a difference, if it sounds better. I hope so. Um, if not, we will see you in a couple weeks. Bye. Bye-bye. Hey guys, be sure to look us up on social media. On Facebook, we are Crime2Podcast and on Instagram, Crime Squared. Also, please subscribe and review on Apple Podcasts. We appreciate all of our listeners.